Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today, I'm joined with my friend, Vanessa Hogel. She is a psychic medium. She's a remote viewer. She's also a paranormal investigator. And guys, she's got a new book coming out. Vanessa, welcome to the show. Hello, my dear. How are you? I am so good. It's so good to talk to you. It's been a while. I know. And now that I'm in Florida and not in Oklahoma, there's no weekend girls, you know, time or anything like that, which I hate that we only got to do that that once. It was so much fun. Y'all, for those who don't know, Leslie took me out on a four-wheeler and made my day. (laughs) She joined me at our little weekend place. And guys, we had such a blast. We had a girls weekend. It was so fun. And you took us to the back of the property and you told us that there was indigenous activity there that maybe was a not a burial ground, but some kind of war ground, right? Well, both, actually, if you'll remember, because definitely speaking, there had to be people buried out there because they had died there. Yes. You know, so it was both. And I mean, and remember the Native Americans that I saw on the way oh, there. So, which you were yes. able to verify, remember? You, yes. Well, on the way there, guys, she had called me and said, Leslie, I'm in the car. And I know it's probably only me that can see this, but there's this man on a horse that looks like he has like a mohawk and he looks like from a different time. So he's definitely indigenous. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, can you look it up? And so we looked it up and it was Iroquois, right? Iroquois, I think. Well, you know what? You could be saying it right and I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, <laughs> but it was the Native Americans that were like, they had the mohawks and they had their really pretty jewelry and he looked like some kind of chief or something or somebody of power. Somebody of some importance. Yeah. And I was just like, what? And she's like, yeah, he's following me. And I'm like, wow, that was so cool. Oh, yeah, because he could definitely see me. He could definitely see me and I could definitely see him, but nobody else seemed to be aware of the situation. And he he was foreboding looking, but I didn't feel threatened. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, like he was some kind of leader, like, you know, I'm no nonsense. I'm not here to play games with you. I'm just showing you myself. Yeah, most definitely unlike the ones that I encountered when I was over in England and Scotland. Oh, Uh, Oh, matter of fact, there was one. Oh, my goodness gracious. This is one where, from my understanding, you know, he didn't give me his name. Yeah. Um, but I was told when I went over to Edinburgh that if I went into a certain area that I might encounter somebody that people knew as Mr. Boots. And I, I kind of I kind of blew it off. I'm like, okay, well maybe we'll see, you know. And Mr. Boots? Mr. Boots. <laughs> now I did. Oh I did encounter Mr. Boots. Okay. Um, he is not one you want to encounter. Why? What's the deal? He is, oh my gosh, Leslie, he he was something else. And I wrote about him in Walking with Ghosts, which is now actually, since I pulled that publication, it is actually included in its entirety into one of my later books called They Would Have Burned Me. So for anyone who, who is listening, yes. any of my books, aside from my most recent ones, are in They Would Have Burned Me. And you can always contact me or Leslie and yeah. find out about that. More than happy to tell you. Yeah. But in the original publication of uh, Walking with Ghost, I talk about the experience with him and yeah. I've seen some stuff. You know, I, I've oh, seen some stuff. Yeah. 
But what he showed me and how he presented himself to me was one of the worst. Because I'm down there, I'm in these, with with a tour group, mind you, yeah. in the dungeons or tunnels there in Edinburgh, Scotland, yeah. and he's standing directly next to me. I'm at almost the entire back of the line because I could feel his presence the second I walked in. Oh. And I'm like, I really don't want to be in the middle of a bunch of people, you know, if things go down because yeah. we know how I roll. Yeah. And he was literally right next to me, facing me. And staring me down, and all I could smell off of him was the oldest, rankest, nastiest whiskey that you could possibly imagine. And he was breathing it directly into my face, standing maybe an inch or two away from me. Okay. I mean, right there. Wow. Mm -hmm. First of all, the boots thing, let's go back into that. But first of all, guys, every few years or every couple years or maybe every year now, I'm not sure exactly, Vanessa hosts a tour group to go to Europe, um, probably mostly the UK. And she takes you on these really cool paranormal finds. She makes sure she gets all of the bookings. And then you go on these paranormal investigations with her. I mean, it's just so cool. So let me not take too much credit on that. I'm the ambassador, but Secret Ireland Tours actually puts everything together. And we do have another one. Mm. The last one was solely in Ireland. And that was in October, November of 2022. Yeah. And I believe we are going to do an Ireland-Scotland combo in 2025. But, you know, to be fair, though, Vanessa, they're going because of you. Let's be honest. There might be somebody organizing it, but these people are going because of you. My tour sold out twice. I know, I know, I know. So what is the history of this Boots guy? Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, so getting back to what he was doing, yeah. he was trying to he was trying to be imposing. Okay. A little did he know. Like I said, I've seen some stuff. Yeah. I'm not going to say I wasn't scared. I mean, I I was shaken and I didn't. And and the way that he was presenting himself was really pulling at my energy, Mm. which was making me sick. Um, But when he felt like he wasn't being imposing enough that way, he showed me one of his victims. Oh, no. Yes. (gasps) And one of his victims was what would have been considered in her time a prostitute. Okay. And he had her on the ground Mm. down there in these tunnels in a very compromised position. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, Which was about enough to make me want to throw up right there. And I'm sitting here again with a freaking, you know, group of people. Yeah. And this wasn't one of the tours that that I did. This is a tour I was on. This was like a vacation for me. Oh, I see. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. And so these people don't know me from Adam. You know, and I, I'm trying not to scare anybody. Yeah. Well, I make it through that and we go to another location outside of the tunnels and the tour guide lady is talking about it and she starts saying, this is what happened, but we don't know why. And of course, I have one of the little maids from that time yeah. standing next to me telling me, this is why, this is why you got to tell her, this is why, you know, and it, it had to do with a very prominent family and a horrible tragedy that happened in their family. Uh, Again, wrote about in walking with ghosts and without going into too much detail, because I don't know exactly what I can do on radio, but uh, let's just say it had to do with a a child being on a spit 
being cooked. What? Because the animal that was found on it, that of course was already dead, had to be released because the person that found them thought that the animal was being tortured and only knew animals to be kind and not people. So they turned the tables. Oh my, what? Yeah, yeah, and I've got, I did drawings of this stuff, and, and they're all in those books. Again, all of these were reprinted in their entirety in the book, and they would have burned me. So if someone goes on to Amazon and gets that book, you're getting five books yes. in one book. I mean, the whole book is like 550, 600 yeah, pages long, it. so you're getting a lot of book. Well, you know, <laughs> no wonder you were scared out of your mind seeing that, and then, you know, you're good at remote viewing, but you're also good at automatic drawing, so yeah. you can just draw what you see and or what you pictured when you saw whatever you saw in your mind with Mr. Boots. Oh yeah, and it's and it's it's not all absolutely horrible. Sometimes it's really just bizarre. Yeah, because yeah. like the night before, I think it was the night before, it was the night before or that night, yeah. we were staying in an apartment in Edinburgh. And this is all for my birthday. By oh, the way. nice. Okay. You know, my friends over there, they had, you know, taken me there for that. And we were staying in an apartment that was right above this little Chinese restaurant. So at night, once the restaurant was closed, I mean, it was, there was nothing, right. no noise, no nothing. Okay. So nothing to think it was anything else. And of course, the apartment we're staying in is haunted. Of and the course. woman that was haunting it kept me up all night oh, long. No. Oh, talking no. to me and trying to be sweet and all she wanted to do was make me bangers and mash <laughs> she's probably some mom going listen hard <laughs> and i have a picture of her oh, in there okay. as well yeah. But on that same token, when we went to Edinburgh Castle, we went into, I don't know what they call it, but I called it the war room. And it was the room where they had like these huge books full of handwritten names of soldiers and everything that that had to do with all the different wars and stuff there. I I couldn't stay in there. Why? Um, I couldn't. I couldn't. For whatever reason, unbeknownst to me, I can't explain it. Soldiers have, um, they feel drawn to me for some reason happens on battlefields happens in cemeteries it's crazy and I actually had to leave well you know it's funny you say that because at our property when we got to the point where there was like I don't know if they were soldiers because they weren't soldiers but they're still indigenous so they were fighting and you couldn't you could not be there you were like I gotta go we gotta go we gotta go and I was like oh crap huh yeah just so everybody doesn't wig out yeah they don't mean to hurt me yeah they really don't it's just that one of the ways that they can make themselves known is by letting me feel part of what they felt when they died. Right. And I'm here to tell you that hurts. Oh, I can only, you know, yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, and I know you've got control over that. I know you can say, listen, don't let me see all that, but some of them don't follow the rules and they just kind of do whatever they do. So I can understand how, yeah. Well, and I didn't gain control of that really gain control until the last couple, two, three years. Oh, Okay. So this yeah. was something, and these trips were well before that. Well, and you know, yeah. it's it's funny because all of your abilities will blossom at different times. And so just when you think you have one ability down and you're good at it and everything, all of a sudden another one will pop up and then you're like, oh, I'm back to babiness with this well, particular one. Be yeah. careful yeah. what you wish for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that for anybody out there. Truly, I've never understood it when people say, oh, I wish I could do what you do. No, you don't. Yeah. 
I mean, I, yeah. if I had a choice, because let's face it, I really don't. No, I know. But if I had a choice, I would have never wished this. Mm-hmm. No, Why because I wish that. Well, and and that's the thing. I mean, you know, and I know that it's an ancestral thing. It's a, something that you got from, I think, your grandmother, correct? Oh yeah, from actually the majority of the people on both sides of my family are gifted. You know what? I don't think I, we ever talked about that. I thought it was mostly from that. Okay, well, I didn't even know that. Wow, girl. Okay. It wasn't until I kicked the door off the broom closet before family members started coming out of the woodwork. Oh my God, that is so funny. Because, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's becoming way more accepted now. And I think people are starting to kind of open their minds and their critical thinking into going, there might be more than just what I've been taught my whole life. That there's a... You just made an excellent point, and I have to bring up. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why I wrote Born Wicked yes. that just came out yesterday. Yes. That was the whole reason I wrote that. Mm. It isn't a fancy book. It's not a big book. I don't go into all of this detail of how powerful and wonderful I am and lording it over people. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is where we were. This is what's happening now. We need to get back to the basics. Yeah. Let me give you a few tips. Yeah. It's because, you know, with so many people just, just opening their concept of what can be out there because, you know, once COVID hit and then we all started realizing, okay, the world isn't the same and nothing else is the same and I'm not the same. So I've got to view this whole world in a different way. And when you start doing that, you start exploring everything. Your books help with that because when you do explain it and go, this is how it happened for me. And I think everybody has this individual way of doing it. Just like I can talk to my mom, you know, and I know that seems crazy to some people, but I've been doing it for the last probably two years now and I've gotten really good at it, but you know, we can have conversations, but I, you've gotten good at it. Well, if you've ever really sat down and thought about it, I'm going to tell you why you've gotten good at it (laughs) because you trust yourself. Yes. Yes, I don't doubt myself. One thing lacking in so many people is they look to people like me for guidance. And my whole life's work is to get it to where people don't have to look to me. Yeah, well, you know, and you're so right, because when I started hearing things I would never come up with, that's when I started going, oh, that wasn't for me. That's how I knew it was my mom. And yeah, and then I started trusting myself. And you're right, when you start trusting yourself... Because like I said, it's not this scary, weird thing. My mom is still my mom. She's still connected to me. It's not this, you know, she doesn't come to me in a ghost form. And honestly, I don't want her to. She knows that. That would scare me, I think. That's not what I want. But you make a good point. So let's talk more about when you paranormal investigate and you go to even places here in the U.S., Do you take groups of people? How do you do it? What do you do? Tell me all the things. The way that it has been for me when I first started doing things like that publicly or or with other people is they would tell me, and I talk about it again to the other books, they would be like, hey, Vanessa, we have a place we're wanting to go. We'd like for you to go with us. Can't tell you where, won't tell you who. Let us know what you get. So I'd have a little notebook or something like that. That is the best way because you're going in blind. You don't know. So you can't like Google the history. And that's the whole point. But that's the way that I prefer to work because I would rather be wrong than to lie or cheat. So I would write down everything I would get. They would come pick me up and then they would take me to a location. Um, Only time I ever drove. This is one of the reasons why they continue to do this. And even then, all I knew was the city name. I drove to a restaurant. They picked me up from there and drove home. And they drove me to the place and then took me back to the restaurant. And then I drove home. Well, that night I ended up in a ditch because it was just too much for me. So, mm mm-hmm. 
So when it comes to investigations now, I prefer definitely to A, not know where I'm going and have somebody else pick me up. Okay. Um, but I go in without any knowledge of the area mm-hmm. and I get what I get. And this is one of the things that I tell people because a lot of people want to go to the same places over and over yes. and over again. And this is what I find fascinating is you hear the exact same stories over and over and over again right well i'm here to tell you land has been here a whole lot longer than a place that was built in 1901 oh you're right stuff has happened on that land well before then okay and so to me i actually try as much as possible to avoid the locations everybody else wants to go to yeah i agree because to me if i'm hearing the same thing over and over again that's people regurgitating what they're told or what they read well plus it's in your subconscious so you might you might even not that you would try but if it's already there you're going well you know not even trying to think about that but all of a sudden it comes up because it's already been introduced that's why you don't want to go anywhere you know I've seen some random show on unexplained right. mysteries when i was 14 yeah. about it you know you don't know right you know, which, by the way, I had been rewatching those gold. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's it's on Pluto. Love oh, it. Me and wow. some Robert Stack. I tell you, we see eye to eye. Um, <laughs> but uh, I prefer to go in and just yeah. say what I'm getting. Just say what I'm getting. Right. And if it's pertinent to what people are wanting to hear, great. If it's not. I don't care. I'm still going to tell you what I'm getting. And nine times out of 10, if you go do the research, you're going to find I'm right. It's just not the common story. I mean, just like when I channel my mom and talk to her. And then I talk to my other psychic friend, Christina, the medium, and I say what she says. And she's like, you know, that has some pertinence to it. And then she'll validate it and go, oh, you are absolutely. And I was like, what? So that was at the beginning. And now that's another reason why you trust yourself. You say what you get, period. And I don't care if I sound stupid. I I had somebody contact me the other night, not for a reading. They just had a couple of questions. I ain't charging for that, okay? And so I answered their questions honestly. And sure enough, sure enough, they contacted me the very next day and they said, this person said, the person they were asking me the question about, they said, they said exactly what you said verbatim. Oh, wow. Wow. And I mean, literally almost word for oh, yeah. word. I believe it. And she's like, how did, you know, how did you know that? And I'm like, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where it's coming from. I'm not going to sit here and try to figure out which guide is telling me it. It's just, they sent you to me. You asked, I gave the information, you verified it. And it was correct. Right. And, and let me me, ask, that's all that matters. Let me ask you this too, Vanessa, because there are some people in this world um, that think that this is demonic, that these gifts that we are talking about, how do you approach those people? Do you even try to change their minds or do you no. just say, yeah, I know. I know. What do you say? No, yeah. I, I really don't. And please, anyone listening, understand that not only am I pagan, but I also have the utmost respect for anybody else's religious beliefs. I do. I am never going to try to change somebody's mind ever, but I'm also not going to bend over backwards trying to get you to support mine. Right. You don't have to, because I simply don't care. It's not (laughs) your path. This is mine. Exactly. I think it's way more true. And, you know, something that's a tribute to us when we don't try to change your mind, you know, what your path is on this in this life is your path. 
and and there's a reason you're listening to this podcast and it resonates with you and there might be a reason where why it doesn't resonate with you and you skip over this episode it just depends on how you view it which is everybody's prerogative that is the beauty of it is that we have free will and brains for the most part little air quote there we have some brains you know some of us don't but still but for the most part we have brains and free will which means that we can make the choices that best suit our situation because nobody knows it like we do. Exactly. So when you go to these haunted places, even whether they're well-known or not well-known, and I've heard this from another psychic medium, I think everybody has their own perception of hauntings and ghosts. And from what I have been told, and give me yours because I ask every single psychic medium I have on this podcast, and I've asked you this before, and I'm going to ask you again, because sometimes we evolve and we think differently, you know, of, of a ghost. Because I think it could be many things, but I've heard that, you know, we have a higher self up there, right? And we're facets of our higher self. We're just one sliver of our higher self in this meat sack, right? So something bad or something good, but mostly bad happens to Vanessa or Leslie and part of that soul kind of sticks around. Then it gains a consciousness and then it's intelligent. Is that kind of how it works? Honestly, it just depends. It really does. It depends on the individual. I've been here many, many, many times. And I can honestly say that in this life, whether I am a portion of my entire soul or the entire soul, period, I have broken cycles Mm. that I've never broken before. So I know this is it. This is it for me. Okay. Well, you know what? Well, you've gained all of what you can gain for whatever purpose you wanted to gain. And I heard that when people go back, they become guides or teachers or whatever. Right. So maybe you'll become a guide. That's what I hope. Yeah. That's what I hope. And if I'm given a choice in that, that's absolutely what I would like to do. By no means does anyone listening to this need to think that I consider myself above or any better. I definitely am still learning But it's the cycles that brought me to this point that I was actually able to stop, which leads me to feel the way that I feel. I'm the oldest I've ever been, Mm. and I'm still alive, you know, which in every other life I've died well before this. Um, I I am well before this. I mean, in my 20s or younger in every other life. I finally had a child. And keep in mind, for any of anyone listening that might be skeptical, breaking a cycle doesn't mean that one thing happens and then you break it and, and then all is right with the world. Right. I had to lose six babies oh. to get one to stick. Okay. So I continued, continued to break that cycle. And I kept trying is what I'm saying. So it was a constant effort. And I have had people from past lives come into my life that for a moment I thought, well, this is the way it's supposed to be. I mean, these reconnections are happening and all is right with the world. Come to find out those were cycles I needed to break. Absolutely. I needed to learn to stand up for myself. I needed to learn to not be as giving of my time and money and energy. These were things that I needed. I needed to set boundaries, which is something that I've never had. Absolutely. And I agree with you because there's so many different kinds of cycles because do you think it's a karmic thing with the whole losing the child thing? Or do you think it's something else, Vanessa? If I'm being honest, I think for me to sit here and say these things now, knowing what I went through growing up, abuse, 
sexual abuse, um, homelessness, baby loss, divorce, rape, violent attacks from strangers, all of these things I went through before the age of 25, okay? So, I mean, I honestly think that that's not karma. I truly believe that I agreed to this life before I started it because it's those horrible things that have actually enabled me to be able to help other people go through horrible things. Well, you know, if you're going to become a guide up there, you need to go through all the crap to make them. If you're an alcoholic, are you going to go to somebody that's never had a drop? Exactly. That's true. And the thing is, when you learn, I've heard that when you're up there, you know, I say up there just because it's easier to say that. I don't know if it's to the side or whatever. But when you're up there and you're almost like, okay, you can come down here, experience in a human body, or you can just like read a book. Are you going to get the same effect? No, not as you would if you came down and experienced it yourself in a physical form. You could read all about it. Yeah. So you're getting your PhD up there and then you're going to be the big resident up there teaching people what not to do. (laughs) Well, and the thing is, let me put it into a paranormal context for people. So going through things that I went through growing up, had I not have went through that, yeah. When I got to Hellfire Club Mm. at the top of Mount Pillar in Dublin, Mm. okay, Mm. which it's a big hill. It's not a mountain, y'all. Just be fair, okay? Um, Okay. And I might even be pronouncing it wrong. But when I got up there, had I not have went through the things that I'd went through, I wouldn't have recognized the, air quote, priest outside of it and his aura Mm. of danger had I not have been around people like that, okay? Nor would I have recognized when I went into Hellfire Club and went down the stairs into the back room that had this little bitty sliver of a window, the same window he was standing in front of Mm. outside trying to block my view. I wouldn't have known how to deal with the little girl, all spirits, by the way, the little girl sitting naked in the corner of the room, shackled to the wall, filthy, hoop bucket. In the corner, I wouldn't have known how to deal with her. You know, I would have freaked out and ran. I wouldn't have known how to handle the boy that was 10 to 12 years old that was laying naked, face down on the floor, covered, I mean, literally his entire back and buttocks in stabs. I don't know how many times. There's blood everywhere. You know, I mean, that's my only hope. And it's because I didn't have enough time to fully deal with them and help them. My hope is to go back someday to be able to do that. Um, we weren't able to make it to Hellfire Club the last time we were there due to weather issues. But uh, I, I hope that it was an imprint, that it was a memory, a, yes. a snapshot, if you will, that I saw and not right. that they're still there. Right. And that's something you can't read in a book and get the full cons. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. So, you know, as horrible as that was, it really, truly brings you to a point where you're like, What can I do to make this better for people? What can I do to make this something that's not such a bad memory? Maybe we can flip the tables here. I don't even know. But you can certainly warn people. Can you imagine not knowing you have these gifts? Yes. Walking in there and that being the very first vision you ever have? No. I've run out screaming. I would have run out screaming. I mean, seriously, I would have been like, oh my gosh, why am I seeing this? But the thing is, I would have probably seen it like it's real and thought they were really there, you know? And I don't know how how it looked. Oh, I mean, how it looked. But yeah, I'm so impressed by the fact that you can see this and you can like comprehend it in your mind and categorize it into where you can not be so afraid of what you're seeing and go, okay, this is a memory. This is an imprint. 
this is what I'm seeing. And I'm seeing this for a reason. Why am I seeing this? You know, and then you can go from there and learn and understand and grow. Exactly. And the thing is, I mean, I was lucky and cursed at the same time that I started seeing so much of this at a very, very, very young age. Mm. Even the horrible stuff, you know, Mm. I, I was very lucky and cursed that that happened. The thing is, is I had to figure all this out on my own. Yeah. And I I really don't want other people to feel as horrible as it was for me, you know. So if I can do something or say something or put something out there that lets people know, hey, if you see this kind of stuff, I promise you you're not crazy. Now, if you are, seek help. But I, yeah. but for the most part, I promise you, you're not crazy. We can't discount mental illness. No, I know. I we know. can't discount yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. I won't. But if there isn't anything like that going on and these things are coming to you and you can verify and validate. Yes what you're seeing, which is a big thing, you know, with, with mental illness, you generally don't have that capability. If I can make your transition easier, that's what I want to do. Absolutely. No. And that's what these wonderful books are for. Let me ask you something else. You know, now it's this UFO disclosure. And now we're talking about cryptids and all that things. I mean, this stuff exists, whether we want to face it or not, right? So what do you think about the UFO disclosure stuff? What do you think about all that? I wasn't surprised. I know. But if I'm being fair, I am actually glad that they waited until after the Rona. And I'm going to explain why. I don't know if anyone else has ever said it this way or not. But as you stated earlier, we're in a different world now. Yes. Based on everything that happened during that time. Yeah. And you notice since it was after that, people were like, Huh, aliens. Okay. But before that, no, I know. not going, people would have lost their minds. They were making fun of like Bob Lazar, who was very credible, by the way, and absolutely somebody that worked uh, with NASA and who worked on these big Area 51. And then they thought he was crazy. And he's coming out going, guys, I've been saying this for years. I have nothing to gain by telling you this. Uh-huh. Yeah. But my point is, is that before the pandemic, I don't think people would have handled the no. information as well as they've handled it. Now. Right. Because it because happened. You're a different world. Well, because it happened on our soil, too. It's kind of like 9-11, too. Oh, my gosh. Who would have thought it would happen? And it happened here. So now it's happened globally. What else is going to happen? What next shoe is going to drop? And, you know, now we have this inflation going on and we have all this other stuff. So now they understand the world's just different. Let's touch on that real quick because I talk about that in Born Wicked. I cannot stress it enough, folks. Have a trade. Mm. Have something. Acquire something that is usable (laughs) to trade for food or wood or something like that because all it would take and things are just crazy enough and people are broke enough and the world is insane enough that all it would take is one crash and it's going down Mm. you know i'm not one of those you know doomsday preppers or anything like that but i know how to make candles i know how to make healing potions and tinctures I know how to sew. I have art. My son has music, you know, different things that he can do, uh, you know, different carpentry and buildings. It would not surprise me if in the next 50 years we're back to a trading society because if something doesn't change, hunger and lack of money and lack of resources and homes is going to take over this country. Yeah, you know, Not I, just this country. Yeah, the barter system should be still alive and well because I do think it's just good to have it. And I, I kind of agree with you. Yeah. 
And, you know, I'm at the point where I'm like, anything is possible now. So, you know, I mean, if you have the ability to save and or barter and trade, and I know uh, one thing that Vanessa has, she makes this amazing jewelry with crystals. Tell me about your jewelry because it's beautiful. You're making a killing on it. My God, girl, you can't keep them in stock. Absolutely love doing it. The only thing that will ever kill me is if I don't have electricity because I won't be able to use my light. But um, I'll figure out a way. But uh, I'll just use a kind that you don't have to use a light with. But I do crystal jewelry encased in resin, all different kinds. I infuse it. Yes. So, I mean, and it's, I actually have a... A very well-known client that purchased a piece, a very specific piece. So it was crystals, and I hand-painted it and everything else, and it was a keychain for a gentleman in Las Vegas. And he uses it as his good luck charm. Oh, wow. Nice. And it, it works. Nice. I'm not now, I'm not saying full disclosure that if I do something like that, that it's going to work for you. Yeah. He solely believes in it. Exactly. It's it's really about intent and belief. Absolutely. But I do think crystals have a, a resonance about them. They have a vibration about them, a frequency about them that help us, you know, just like amethyst. Oh, so yes. And when I'm putting them together, it is with intent. And that is yes. the one thing like in Born Wicked, what I talk about, because people ask me all the time, what is magic? And it is very simple. And I can explain magic in one sentence. Mm. Magic is intent amplified. No, that's perfect. That's all it is. Yes, yes. (laughs) You know, it is intent amplified. And it just makes sense, doesn't it? It really, no, it really makes sense. Tell everybody where they can find you, your books and the other things you can do. Tell them everything. Okay, so Vanessa Hogel, and I got to be honest with you, I'm mostly on Facebook. I mean, I still have an Instagram, and I have a TikTok, and all of that is just under my name. I'm really vanilla when it comes to that. Okay. And my books are on Amazon, Mm. and the one that has five books in it, which explains everything, is They Would Have Burned Me. Then I also have Ghost Abroad, Ireland. Yeah. That is a book solely about Ireland and paranormal experiences over there. And then I have Born Wicked that just came out that talks about, it's a very simplified explanation of magic manifestation and, you know, visualization, all the kit and caboodles, the meditation and everything, but it's really simplified. It's, it's a, Hey, you want to figure yourself out? Start here type of book. That's fantastic. No, that's, that's the great. best way I could do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I do tarot readings. I, I book up really fast and months in advance. And I make jewelry. So if you go to Facebook, just go to Vanessa Hogel. And then in parentheses, it'll say Pollard. That's my main name. Well, I'm going to add everything to my show notes. You know me, girl. I'm going to make it very easy for them. And they're just going to click on the link and go straight to you. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'm so glad we were able to talk again because you've got so many amazing things going on. And I just couldn't not focus on you again I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have you back on my show. So thank you so much for joining me again today. Thank you, honey. And you go and have the best rest of your day possible and rest. Okay. Well, I've been battling with the sinus infection, guys. So if you hear me coughing in the background, you understand why. But thanks again, girl. I love you. Love you too, honey. And I will talk to you soon. Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. 
So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again and I will see you next week.